Hi folks, welcome to episode 18 of my 59th minute FPL podcast, recording on Tuesday the 30th of October. So it's Halloween and I've had an absolute horror show of a game week 10, so more about that soon. If you're stumbling upon this podcast for the first time, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FPL General. Before I move into the Game Week 10 review, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Fulham defender Maxime Le Marchand, who played 59 minutes at the weekend, getting himself one FPL point. So, Fulham defenders haven't been performing very well this season. So, Le Marchand, his one point brought him to a total of five points for the season from seven games. So, Fulham defenders have been absolutely atrocious in FPL and in, in real life this season. So, so moving into what was an awful, awful game week for me. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I'm just going to mention what went wrong and, you know, what what the plan is going forward. So I'll talk about potential transfers later in the pod. It was a huge red arrow, 54 points. Uh, seen me drop from 194k to 289k so very very disappointing uh, to see such a big red arrow this week it was a game week of no shows so Robertson, Hazard, Arnautovic didn't turn up for me and I managed to score across my squad of 15 I managed to get six zero pointers Uh, Anthony Knockhart just summed up my game week He, he came off my bench played for nine minutes got a yellow card to get himself zero points so Alonso with eleven and Captain Salah with thirty were the only were the only two players in my whole squad who, who scored more than two points. So it was an absolute horror show for the for the week that's in it. I was trolled again by Callum Wilson. So I put up a tweet up a tweet out earlier today about about those those two transfers I made in game week eight are gonna haunt me, not just this week, but they're gonna haunt me probably for the rest of the season. Game week eight I did Callum Wilson and David Silva out for Arnautovic and Knockhart in. So in in the last three game weeks, uh, Wilson and Silva have got 43 and Arnautovic and Knockhart have scored five between them. So 38 point swing, very, very frustrating. Um, I think the lesson to be learned there, I, I mentioned in last week's podcast, was, you know, it's important to be patient with with underperforming players who've got good underlying statistics. I sold Callum Wilson because he'd, he'd gone five Premier League games without a goal, but his stats were still really good and the fixtures were really good. So in hindsight, that was a mistake. And I'm going to make sure I don't make a mistake like that again for the rest of the season. Like I said, I'm not going to dwell too much on Game Week 10. I think one of the, one of the most important things in FPL... Uh, one of the keys to success is how you deal with with bad game weeks like the one I've just had. It's very easy. It's very easy looking at my squad now, uh, how they performed in game week ten to rip it apart and go taking minus four, minus eight, minus twelve to to try and you know fix things and to knee your players out who've underperformed or who, or who haven't turned up. But what what I do after a terrible game week like that is I just I just try and forget about FPL for a couple of days, log out of the site. Um, because that way I'll, I'll avoid you know making early transfers and doing things I might regret later in the week. So, I mean, it's one game week. Yes, it was a, a horrible red arrow, but again, it's only one game week. So the most important thing is to try and forget about what's happened. And, and what's more important is you know putting a plan in place to bounce back over the coming weeks and months. So, no need to panic. Two hundred eighty nine k 
you know, we're on a game week 10, so I'm not too worried. There's plenty of time to make up ground. Um, it's all about chipping away and just keep making the right decisions and hopefully hopefully my luck will turn over the course of the season. Moving into the watch list feature. So I'm going to mention five players I've added to my watch list following game week 10. And I'm going to mention three or four players that I've removed as well. So the first player I've added is Ross Barkley. There's lots of talk about him this week. 5.8 million. He's coming off three uh, three hauls now. Uh, he looks like he's played him, played his way into the Chelsea starting eleven. It's hard to see him being dropped given his form. He's a uh, a lot of people are asking me what what my thoughts are on Barkley. Uh, am I gonna gonna bring him in? He's he's the kind of bandwagon that I would have tended to avoid in the past. Uh, I just see him as a you know long term rotation risk. Yes, he's been great recently, but it does feel a little bit like chasing points. Um. The thing about Barkley, though, the most appealing thing to me is his price. You know, he's playing in a Chelsea team that score a lot of goals and he's under six million. So that's, it's very hard to ignore that, even if he is uh, a rotation risk long term. So I do think he could be worth a, a short term punt. He's got three favourable home fixtures in the next four, which are Palace, Everton and Fulham. And then he's got Tottenham away in between. But, but I think uh, I'll talk about my transfers later, but Barkley is in my thoughts. Um, it's hard to know, you know, is it chasing points or, or is it a worthy worthy punt uh, given the fixtures and given the form? So I'll talk about him a little bit later again. Another player I've added this week is Martial. I spoke about him last week. How um, I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm always wary of going for United attackers in FPL. The Martial himself hasn't hasn't been consistent over the years, but. But over the last couple of weeks, he is starting to show the potential that we all know that he has, and he's and he's put a run together now of three games, uh, where he where he's returned in all of them. Uh, another great goal he scored at the weekend. Uh, I thought him and Pogba in particular actually linked up very well together. Um, so Martial, if if I didn't have so many other issues to address in my side this week, I think I would be taking a look at Martial. Uh, as a possible replacement for for Knockart, who who I need to get rid of, um, but I just have too many other issues in defence, um, and I've I've got a Danny Ings problem as well. So I do think Martial is is definitely worth considering, given his form. It's I, I don't see him losing his place now, given his last three games. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Seven point four million. I'm just looking at United's fixtures. The fixtures are not too bad. We've got Bournemouth, Palace and Southampton in the next five, coupled with Man City and Arsenal. So Martial, like Barkley, I think he definitely is one one to consider. Definitely one for the watch list. Another player that stood out to me game week 10 was Delafeu at Watford. So I talked last week about Pereira. I was considering doing knockout to Pereira last week but I ended up not doing it because it would have it would have uh, blocked a move a trippier to Mendy move for for me this week so that's why I didn't do that one last week and I just feel that you know may have missed the boat now with Pereira last week was probably the optimum time to get him in looking at Watford fixtures they've, I think they've got two away games next and then they've got Liverpool so it's not ideal uh, but Delafeu uh, caught my eye he's a lot cheaper he's 5.4 million he's come back into the side after injury and he, and he looked very very sharp uh, at the weekend he, he probably should have got more FPL points typical Delafeu he, he misses he misses a lot of easy chances as well um, but, he, but he did take his goal very well and he's definitely someone I'm going to monitor very closely um, and he is in my thoughts this week as well 
Again, it's the fixtures that are slightly off-putting for me, but I do think Watford are a, are a terrific side, uh, and they're definitely a side to look at. Uh, Isaac's success is another one who's on my watch list. Just need a little bit more time, I think, with Watford to see what see how it shakes out. Is success going to keep his place when Dini comes back? Is that going to affect the likes of Delafeu, Pereira? Probably is going to affect Will Hughes. We don't really know. We probably just need a few more game weeks uh, to see what's going to happen with Watford's formation when everyone's fit. So for that reason, I'll probably end up avoiding Watford again this week. Um, Holobas, frustrating for Holobas owners. He didn't come back into the side at the weekend. Another question mark there. You know, Watford have kept a clean sheet and have been playing very well with Holobas out of the side. So maybe he's lost his place now. So if I had Holobas, I'd probably probably be looking to move him on now. So that's Delafeu. He's on my watch list now as well. The the other two I've added are both West Ham defensive assets, so Fabianski in goal and Balbuena in defence. I've kind of i've I've got a West I've got a, a Wolves double up. I've got um, Patricio and Bennett, and I'm I'm looking to move away from the double Wolves defence this week. Uh, they've got they've you know they've let me down the last two weeks, and they've got a, a tougher run of fixtures coming up. They've got Spurs and Arsenal next. And Chelsea's on the horizon as well for Wolves, so I don't mind keeping one of them, but but I probably am going to move one of them on. So it's a choice of whether I go Patricio to Fabianski or maybe Bennett to Balbuena, which is probably the more likely move. Um, there was a question on Twitter from Andreas Cavalli uh, as to who is the best Patricio replacement, and I, and I think it is Fabianski, uh, proven FPL goalkeeper. He's the same price. We've seen against Leicester, he doesn't need a clean sheet to rack up the points. I think he got six points in that game. So he does well in the bonus as well. And only Joe Hart has made more saves this season than Fabianski. So I think he is the standout goalkeeper pick between now and Christmas. West Ham have a great run of fixtures. And I'm I'm expecting Fabianski to score well over the coming weeks and months. So I probably won't be able to do the Patricio to Fabianski move this week because, as I said, I've got other issues. But if I had no other issues... That is a move I would be looking at making this week. I think it might be the right time to move away from Patricio, uh, looking at the fixtures. Balbuena, I like, 4.4 million. I uh, talked him up a couple of times this season already. He's had 11 goal attempts in, in the first 10 game weeks. So he, he gets his he gets his head on, on a lot of corners uh, and set pieces for West Ham. He seems to be a target for a lot of those. Uh, scored his first goal at the weekend. And again, it's like Fabianski. The fixtures are great for Balbuena, which is the big uh, pull factor there. So I'm looking at a possible possible uh, move for Balbuena this week. And I'd, whether it's Bennett or Juan Bissaka who goes for him, I'm not sure yet. Um, so that's that's five I've added this week. Barkley, Martial, Delafeu, Balbuena and Fabianski. All worthy of consideration ahead of game week 11. Moving on to players I've removed from the watch list following game week 10. First one, Mesut Ozil. Typical Mesut Ozil. Superb last week against Leicester. And then he was back to his old self at the weekend. Uh, I think he came off after 67 minutes. And he, he was very, very quiet in that game. So no, no consistency from Ozil, which is what we need to see uh, if we want to bring him in. So I'm not interested in him for the moment, so he's gone. I've removed the two Fulham guys as well this week, Shurla and Mitrovic. Fulham are, Fulham are in big trouble. Um, 
Mitrovic has only had two goal attempts in the last two game weeks. So if you own him, I would probably keep him for Huddersfield. But then I'd be looking to move him on. Fulham face Liverpool and Chelsea in their next four games as well. So the fixtures are not looking good for Fulham. Um, but it's they're the worst team in the league at the moment. And I just don't want to own any players from the worst team in the league. So that's why I've removed both of those. Another I've removed is Vardy. Vardy only played 45 minutes at the weekend. Uh, three blanks now, and I just I just don't want to pay nine million for a for a player who's blanking like that. I think there's better, cheaper options the likes of Arnautovic and and even Callum Wilson still as well. I would prefer to own than than Jimmy Vardy. I've got Madison, and looking at the fixtures, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to Madison, even though he's been disappointing the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, the fixtures are good, and he's the kind of player I think he's a long term hold. I, I'd expect him to tick over over the course of the season so I'm happy to hold on to Madison for the moment so that's the watch list covered moving on now to some Twitter questions I I think I've got about four questions which I've picked out which cover most of the main talking points this week lots of questions on Bournemouth assets Um, Tacoma Toffee FPL Rich and Rory Button were all asking what what should we do with Bournemouth assets. Um, I don't own any Bournemouth attackers, which has been hurting me in recent weeks. A lot of people are are moving Bournemouth assets on now, looking at the fixtures. Bournemouth have United, Arsenal and Man City in their next five. Um, But I I just feel the fixtures are not as bad as people are making out for, for Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a brilliant side and I fancy Bournemouth to score against anyone. Uh, United haven't been keeping many clean sheets neither have Arsenal um, maybe you wouldn't expect much from, from them against Man City but in the other games I would I would have no problem holding on to Callum Wilson uh, and Ryan Fraser now I know a lot of people have maybe uh, two Bournemouth attackers in that case I probably would be looking at maybe moving one of them on and I think it would probably be Fraser in that case I think Wilson has a better chance of, of keeping his form going against the bigger sides Um as most of you will know, Wilson has absolutely trolled me big time this season, but I still think he's probably the best budget striker, uh, even with the tough fixtures. Um, a lot of people are looking at selling Bournemouth attackers this week. I'm actually looking at maybe getting one in, despite the fixtures, and, and I could end up going back to Callum Wilson um, as much as it pains me to do so. But again, you can't really be stubborn with players who've hurt you. You kind of just got to get the players in you think are the best for your for your points total in the coming weeks. But I do think Wilson is the best budget striker, and if you have him, I would hold on to him. The only exception might be Arnautovic. Um, I do think Arnautovic is going to going to do well over the coming weeks. We just need to see him on the pitch. Very frustrating that he missed out at the weekend. Um, but apart from that, I don't think I'd be moving Wilson on. Uh, Fraser, there's probably more options in midfield. You know, the likes of uh, some of the players I've mentioned, Pereira, Barkley, Martial, those kind of guys. There's a lot of options to replace Fraser if you've got, you know, Fraser and Wilson. So Wilson is the one I'd be holding on to, I think. The good thing about Wilson and Fraser as well is their price point. You know, it's it's they're the best in their price bracket, so you're probably going to want them back later on. And in that case, I would be willing to just, just hold on to them through the tougher fixtures. So, good question there on Bournemouth. The next questions were uh, to do with going four at the back. So, it's been a common theme this season, uh, more so than ever. People moving to four at the back. Some people even going to five at the back because the 
because the defenders are performing so well. So I had a question from Alex Ball. He was just saying, what are my thoughts on four at the back? And he's he's talking about a back four of Alonso, Mendy, Robertson, so the famous arm. Uh, and he's thrown in Matt Doherty alongside them. Um, and I presume then with a with a Juan Bissaka or a Bennett or someone as the fifth one. Is Laporte a better option than Mendy? Is another question from Alex. So I'll, I'll tackle these all together. My thoughts on four at the back are that it is definitely a viable strategy. And it's... I, I've played three four three the last few weeks, but I'm with my possible transfers, which I'll talk about later. Um, I'd probably be looking at a, a flexible four four two three four three, which would it's it's Balbuena I'm thinking about bringing in this week, but I'm probably Danny Ings is probably going to survive in my side uh, because of the other issues I have with knockout etc. So what what I'd be looking at is maybe bringing in Balbuena who would play this week, and then there would be weeks where I would bench. Balbuena and play Ings instead. Uh, Ings has got City this week, so I don't really want to play him. So it would be a 4-4-2 this week, but then in other weeks it would be a 3-4-3 with Balbuena benched and Danny Ings starting. Uh, Ings has got Watford and Fulham, I think, after City, so I would be more inclined to play Ings in those fixtures and and bench Balbuena. Um, the Balbuena move I'm thinking about, really it's to, it's to improve my bench because... Game Week 10 showed us how important it is to have a strong bench. It's more important than ever this season. Um, all three of my subs came in this week and got me a total of one point between them. Um, I think it was one point, one Basaka. Maybe it was more than one, but it wasn't. It was it was you know three or four max, and I just feel like I need a stronger bench. Um, we're seeing it so often. Managers are getting one, two, and even three players off the bench week after week because we have the likes of City and Liverpool rotating players. Um, and you know, Arnautovic missing out and things like that as well. So, especially with the the busy festive period just around the corner, if you have a weak bench uh, like I have at the moment, it's important to address it. Um, you know, it's more important than ever this season, and don't ignore it if you've got two or three players on your bench who are not playing at all. We need to have players who can come in and do a job for us, and and that's something I'm looking to improve over the next week or two. So four at the back, I do think it's a viable option. I've I've even looked at uh, four premiums. So Mendy's Mendy's a player I don't own who I want to bring in, but at the same time I don't want to sell Alonso, I don't want to sell Robertson, and I'm quite happy to hold Trippier as well. So I've looked at maybe Bennett to Mendy this week, uh, with a few downgrades elsewhere to do so. Maybe Ings to success. I just I'm not too keen on the success move. I just want to. I want to see a few more starts from him before before I go that direction. Um and I just feel a 442 with with four premiums at the back it leaves it leaves me very inflexible going forward so I would much prefer a kind of a hybrid 442 343 rather than a a set in stone 442 with the four, four uh, with the four premium defender so at the moment I'm not looking to go for premium but Alex mentioned Doherty there. Doherty is again game week ten. He was off the charts in terms of stats. You know, top for goal attempts, top for touches in the box, and I think he was second for touches in the final third among defenders. So, Doherty's another player I haven't owned at all this season. He's he's pretty high on my watch list as well. But I've seen some people even thinking about moving from Doherty to Mendy this week. There's just no way I would sell Doherty given his form and given his stats. Yes, the fixtures are not ideal, but I would have no problem p- uh, playing Doherty 
uh, in the bigger fixtures just because he's so good going forward and he can get attacking returns even if Wolves don't get a clean sheet. Uh, so Doherty's someone I'm looking at maybe in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm looking maybe to move off Bennett this week with a view to maybe three or four weeks down the line bringing Doherty in uh, when the fixtures improve a little bit for Wolves and once I've you know uh, sorted all my other issues in my team. So... Definitely a back a back four of Alonso, Mendy, Robertson, and Doherty looks very good to me. Um, I mentioned Mendy. I he's a player I want, but it's not easy to get him in. Uh, the easiest way to get him in for me would just be to do Trippier to Mendy. But as I said, I've got Knockart to deal with. I want to improve my bench, so I may end up going without Mendy for another week or two, and then maybe do the Trippier to Mendy move in a couple of weeks' time. Um, it's just other priorities I have. Mendy, Mendy wasn't great last night against Spurs, but I don't. That wouldn't put me off getting him in this week. I've seen a couple of people mentioning, you know, Mendy was poor. Maybe he'll get dropped. I, I don't see it as an issue, um, and I would be more than happy to get Mendy in this week. I would love to get him in this week, but it, it's looking like I'm I'm going to have to wait another week or two for Mendy. I think. Alex Alex also asked about Laporte. He was asking, is Laporte a better option than Mendy? So Laporte's 0.5 million cheaper than the Frenchman, um, fellow Frenchman. So Laporte has scored six points in his last six games. So he's he's very, very consistent. Even, even when he got booked last night, he picked up a bonus point. So that shows he does well in the BPS. Um, I wouldn't say he's a better option. Than Mendy, but I do think he is a viable alternative for people who can't afford Mendy. Um, I'd be quite happy to go Laporte and and have no Mendy. Uh, Laporte's played every game this season. looks looks pretty safe. He's probably safer from rotation than than Mendy. Um, and there is there's actually a case to be made for getting both. Uh, I've seen a couple of people go and you know because the, the Man City midfield is is such a minefield. A lot of people are going double Man City defence instead for the clean sheets. I think they have six in a row. So I really need to look at getting in a Man City defender or a goalkeeper soon. Um, and that may even be the way I go. I may go uh, double Man City defence or maybe you know Ederson and one of Mendy, Laporte long term. So I'll take that hurdle when it comes. I need to start off by getting one of them in uh, as soon as possible. But I may wait until after the Man United game for, for Mendy just so I can... You know, improve things elsewhere before then. So yes, the answer is Laporte is a very he's a very good option, but I wouldn't say he's a better option than Mendy. I'd still fancy Mendy to outscore him with his attacking potential. Another question on Twitter from Fantasy Football Fairy. He's looking to get Arnautovic, but he's wondering to sell either Wilson or or uh, Wilson or Mitrovic. So who goes Wilson or Mitrovic to, to get Arnie? So good question. A lot of people are probably in that position. Um I think I think Mitrovic would be the one I would let go to get Arnautovic. Now it might it might be worth waiting a week. I I would be willing to give Mitrovic uh, the Huddersfield game this this week, Monday night game. Uh, he could he could get something there and Arnautovic you know he's had he's had an illness. He's had knee problems. So another week uh, probably won't do any harm waiting on Arnie. Um, but as I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, Wilson, I, I don't really see any reason to sell him. 
even though the fixtures are, are stiffening for Bournemouth. He's he's the best budget striker. You're probably going to want him back later on. So Mitrovic, Mitrovic, I would, I, Mitrovic is the one I would let go for Arnautovic. Fulham are, Fulham are awful. The stats have dropped off. Um, so I think that's the most obvious move there. The last Twitter question came from Chris Tan. Could Glenn Murray be the next Mitrovic? So Murray's been Murray has you know he surprised me this season. He's been very very impressive. Six goals in ten appearances. Um, scored against Wolves. Now the interesting stat about the Wolves game was that Murray scored from his only shot on goal. Um, so to me that tells me that. Murray's six and ten is is probably not sustainable. He's probably been overperforming, um, and Brighton Brighton just don't score enough goals for me. That that's what puts me off Murray. I would much prefer Wilson or or Arnautovic, uh, in that price bracket. So, I think Murray is a player that maybe the points are gone. Um, I don't see him keeping up his his strike rate over the coming week. So, Murray is a no for me, um, and it and it's still. Arnautovic and Wilson I would prefer there so thanks for the Twitter questions folks I'll try and get back to the others um, before the deadline there was quite a few as usual uh, I always just try and pick out the best ones like that cover the main talking points this week so moving on now to game week looking ahead to game week 11 it uh, can't come quickly enough for me after after game week 10 uh, hopefully bounce back right away Captaincy, first of all, I had a quick look at the polls on Fantasy Football Scout before I started recording. Aguero is leading the way with 48% at home to Southampton. Hazard is second on 25%. And then uh, Salah and Sterling had 4% each. So again, this week it's it's between Aguero and Hazard. Uh, with, uh, with Aguero, the, the standout option at home to Southampton. The issue with Aguero is he's only playing 65, 70 minutes every game, but that really doesn't bother me. Uh, Aguero's probably the only exception to that rule. I always like my players to play, you know, as close to 90 minutes as possible, but Aguero is the exception when you look at his stats. You know, he's he's outperforming most other strikers, even though he is only playing 65, 70 minutes. So I would fancy him to, to do damage against Southampton and, you know, do the damage before he gets hauled off, so... 65 to 70 minutes is more than enough time for me to, to put the captaincy on Aguero. Um, I know City play midweek this week. There is Carabao Cup games this week, so be patient with the transfers as always if you can. City play Thursday night, I think, Carabao Cup. Um, so I presume it's Sunday then they play Southampton. So interesting to see what the lineup is there in the Carabao Cup. I would expect a rest from Aguero, but, but you never know. Uh, you never know with Pep. So... Let's see what the lineup is like there. First of all, Hazard is coming back from injury. Uh, quotes today from Gianfranco Zola that that um, Hazard is looking much better for the weekend. He's going to get a rest midweek, and he should come back in against Palace, which is which is a good fixture. Palace have been pretty poor, conceding a lot of goals, so Hazard is a viable captaincy option as well. But I think for me and my side, it's going to be Aguero. Captaincy is on Aguero for now, and I don't really see that changing before the weekend. Southampton are Southampton have been really poor this season. They have picked up a couple of clean sheets recently, but against Man City, Man City are just on a different level. Uh, again against Spurs last night, even though it was only one 0 
City were just uh, City were excellent. Um, they impress me more and more every week I see them. And against Southampton, I would expect another big win, four or five nil. So hopefully Aguero will be involved in the goals. So that's captaincy covered. Um, Sterling could be a good option as well. Uh, Salah, the, the fixture might put people off Salah, but I don't think Arsenal is a bad fixture for Salah. So I think you know he has a. There's there's lots of captaincy options this week, but it it's going to be Aguero for me. I think. Moving on now to the the trickiest part of the podcast, talking about my possible transfers for game week eleven because. I've got two frees having banked last week um, and so having two free transfers sometimes is more of a headache than having one because there's a lot of there's a lot of different things you can do with two free transfers uh, a lot of different routes I could go I could I've even considered maybe taking my first point hitter of the season uh, to shake things up a little bit but more than likely I'll just use two um, and avoid the point set knockout has to go I want Mendy uh, Danny Ings is annoying me. Uh, I could do Trippier to Mendy. Um, all that said, the most obvious moves for me, I think, looking at it, is hold off on Mendy for another week or two, um, deal with Knockart, and improve my defence. So what I'd be looking at there would be, as I mentioned, uh, sell one of one Bissaka or Bennett and get Balbuena. Um if I get Balbuena this week, I would start him and I would bench Danny Ings for the City game. And then, you know, the following week, I would probably look at benching Balbuena and starting Danny Ings. So I'm almost looking at a rotation, uh, a Balbuena-Danny Ings rotation. They actually do rotate pretty well between now and Christmas time, uh, if you look at the fixtures. So that's something I'm looking at. Uh, if I didn't have other issues, Danny Ings, I would probably sell him because I have lost patience in him. But... Just because of the other issues, he's going to get a stay of execution, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully game weeks twelve and thirteen against Watford and Fulham, he can come good finally. Um, so it would be one of those out for Balbuena, and then the options for a knockout replacement. Uh, I think I would have about six million to spend, so it would be Barkley would be probably the most obvious choice. Delafeu, if I'm feeling like taking a punt. Um, and Josh Murphy, I still like Josh Murphy at Cardiff. I watched the Liverpool Cardiff game yesterday. Um, although it's not a great game to to judge a player when they're playing against Liverpool, but he's, he still did look okay to me. Um, he was involved in the in the disallowed goal. Um, the only worry is he did pick up an injury in that game and he came off. So I would need to hear some positive news on Murphy uh, towards the weekend for me to go for him. Um, I mentioned earlier that Barkley's a player, you know, the kind of player that I would tend to avoid, the kind of bandwagon I would tend to avoid. But for financial reasons, he he's he's definitely he's definitely under consideration for me, and uh, because I would only have about six million to replace Knockart with if I get Balbuena, so there's a good chance that's the, the direction I'll go. Um, and it would be probably you know it's a it's a short term punt, as I said, three good home fixtures in the next four. He's in form. He's playing for a Chelsea team who score a lot of goals. Um, you know, I was very impressed not only by his his goal at the weekend, but his his assist, his assist for Morata, um, and going back a couple of weeks, his assist for Hazard as well. He, you know, he seems to have matured as a player. Uh, he's, he seems to be growing in stature under Sarri. So it it does feel good. I think um, the Barkley move. The more I think about it, so 
if I had to make my move tonight, it would probably be um, Wan-Bissaka or Bennett out for Balbuena, a knockout for, for Barkley. And then I want Mendy, but it would probably be, I'd probably wait a week or two, and then it would probably be trippier to Mendy in that case. I don't mind holding trippier for his next two fixtures. I think he's away to Wolves and away to Palace. So happy to play him in those two. Um, and Mendy's got United in game week 12. So maybe after the United game might be the ideal time for me to do Trippier to Mendy. Um, but again, I would have no problem getting Mendy in this week for those who want him. Uh, I just feel my priorities are elsewhere at the moment. So that's that's that wraps up the podcast for this week. Hopefully I haven't sounded too miserable. Um I, I tend not to let, you know, bad game weeks affect my mood too much. I used to be worse. I used to I used to beat myself up about bad game weeks, but at the end of the day it's only a game. Um, and, and when we see events like the the tragedy at Leicester at the weekend, you know, it puts things into perspective. FPL is only a game, um and we really shouldn't be letting it affect our, our moods in a, in in our daily life and things like that. So again I just I take it on the chin and I look forward to game week eleven. Um it's been a testing season for me this season, um, but I see it as a challenge, and, and I'm going to embrace that challenge. And you know, ten, top ten k is always my goal at the start of any season, and, and that is still my goal. I think it's well achievable. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of football to be played, and a lot of FPL points to be had so far. So, for me, it's all about chipping away, take it game week by game week, keep making you know sensible, good decisions, and hopefully my luck will turn over the coming weeks and months. Um. One one thing to note before I finish up about Patreon, anyone who's thinking about signing up to Patreon this week, don't do it until Friday, um, because we're 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 at the end of a month now, and Patreon charges people on the first of every month. So wait wait until Friday, that way you won't get charged uh, uh charged on the first. Um, if you wait until Friday, your first Patreon charge won't be until the first of December. So just wanted to point that out to save people a few bobs. So don't sign up today or tomorrow. Leave it until uh, best. It's best to leave it until Friday. Uh, Friday's the second, I think. So that way you won't get charged until 1st of December. Um, a quick note on, on Patreon. The mini league that we have has 174 uh, participants and 96 of them are in the top 100k so the the patreon mini league is is absolutely flying and they're all putting me to shame this season so i'm hoping that uh, so hoping that one of those guys can can go close to winning fpl outright we've got two or three guys in the top 100 so i'm backing those guys to win it if i don't so thanks as always for tuning in folks uh as always if you enjoyed the podcast give it a give it a like give it a retweet uh, and leave a comment. Uh, reviews on iTunes are very helpful as well. Helps me get the podcast out there a little bit more. And feedback is always welcome. Um, positive and negative. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. Any changes you would like to see? Any improvements? Uh, just just send me a tweet. That's the best way to get me. Um, I reply to all YouTube comments and SoundCloud comments as well before the deadline. So good luck. Good luck in game week eleven. I'm hoping I have a better game week than I had game week 10. So enjoy enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Be patient with the transfers as always if you can. And I'll talk to you all next Tuesday.